Psychotronic, denoting or relating to a genre of movies, typically with a science fiction, horror, or fantasy theme, that were made on a low budget or poorly received by critics. Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Psychotronica, a podcast for forgotten film. I'm one of your co-hosts, Drew White, and today we're wondering just what in the hell Michael Weldon's talking about. That's right. The man who coined the term psychotronic and gave us two massive volumes of psychotronic films to watch is on trial and we're the jury. Uh, We've been using Michael Weldon's The Psychotronic Encyclopedia Volumes 1 and 2 as a sort of Bible and much like God, uh, Weldon seems to work in mysterious ways. So our next episode, which will be coming soon, is on Kroll from 1983, which is heavily steeped in genre and but it was a big release from Columbia with a huge budget, which differentiates it from the sort of feel of psychotronic film a bit. Although it is forgotten and did absolutely bomb at the box office. But when you think of psychotronic movies, you probably think of something like the corpse grinders and not jaws. So today we're analyzing other movies that challenge that psychotronic label. We have selected three movies, each from these encyclopedias that we can't believe are considered psychotronic. So joining me to do this are Emily Winter and Donnie McHenry. Emily, I'm kind of scared to ask you how you're doing because your one note in here says, and I quote, straight garbage. Thanks for asking. So, uh, so that good, huh? That was supposed to be a secret note, but thanks for telling the world. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I thought it was to the script. I thought it was <laughs> funny. I, I if you, you put it in there, he will read it. That's I'm true. Like, now I'm I know. Like, I'm like the anchor man, just with the worst mustache. Well, you know, I've been a little down because I just read a book that had um, female astronauts in it. And it just reminded me that I'll never go to space, which sounds very silly, but I just want to go to space and it's never going to happen for me. So it did bring me down a little bit, even though the book was good. But other, other than that, I'm fine. That makes oh, that attitude, it's never going to happen. That makes sense. Quick question. <laughs> I, I know y'all are both going to get mad at me because uh, I know we're trying to keep it short. Real quick, <laughs> what's scarier, the ocean or space? Which one freaks you out more? Oh, definitely the ocean. Yeah, ocean 100%. In, in space, you can see what's coming at least. Yeah. That's true. There is something out there. And nobody can hear you scream. I was going to say, although no one can hear you scream. Yeah. Yeah. But I I saw that. I don't even like swimming in the middle of a lake. Like, I'll swim at the lake, but when you get out in the boat, I'm like, fuck no. When I was a kid, real quick, I know. I I, I was in Boy Scouts when I was a kid. We went to summer camp every year. One year we're sailing on the little, the little, the tiny little sailboats where you just both sit in there and your feet are in a thing. It's a little tiny little skid sailboat and we we always would tip that thing over and we're out in the middle of the lake and we tip it over and we're flowing like haha let's flip it over and i looked out of the corner of my eye and i fucking died it was the sail the sail was under the water <laughs> under me but in my head it was the massive mouth like yeah. i screamed it was that scene from the creature from the black lagoon where he's reaching up and yeah. almost getting her you know yeah. now emily up I feel bad. I mean, that's too many episodes in a row where last time I think I asked everyone what we're doing for July 4th. And we all said, yeah, uh, working. Nothing, nothing. Life, life is working. Yeah. Now she's scared because she realized she'll never go to space. 
Yes. Luckily yes. for me, I realized that when I was eight. I'm Donnie, just... <laughs> how, how have you been doing better than straight garbage or worse uh, on that <laughs> yeah, scale? Yeah, man, I'm all right. I'm all right. It's, uh, you know, I'm in Texas, but it's, uh, it was 110 degrees last week, but my house is new. My air conditioning is running smoothly. You know, I've just been not sleeping because my wife had to go watch her father's dogs and has been in Houston all week. So I, I stay up every night till about two, looking at movies that I may <laughs> or may not watch, deciding to watch them, not watching them, looking at my phone, looking at TikToks. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's, that's what I'm doing. I watched Bats and that movie was way worse than I remembered. And I know you watch another one last night that you're going to be talking about today. So, so let's get into our selections. The way we've got this set up is we each have three selections that we've actually shared with each other beforehand this time. Last time we did it as kind of secrets. This time we discussed them beforehand. But my biggest emphasis for today is not to get lost in the snake draft and jump over Donnie and make him leave the (laughs) podcast for good. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to our creature feature recommendation episode that is up everywhere now and come right back here. But we also brought two honorable mentions. We'll talk about those at the end. We'll mention them briefly, but we're going to go snake draft style. And with the first overall pick, Emily, you're up. Okay, great. My first pick, and I will say I started with a list of like 19 plus, just flipping through. So I really am curious what Weldon's thought process is. Um, but my first one is Wayne's World from 1992. And that's right on. Yeah, I would say his description kind of puts right out there why he shouldn't have picked it. He says another movie based on Saturday Night Live skit sounds like a bad idea, but it's pretty funny and was a hit. And it also is the biggest hit ever directed by a woman, by the way, which at the time of this publication, 1996, was true. Now it is 22nd out of 50 for top grossing women directed movies. Number one is Wonder Woman by Patty Jenkins at 821 million. But I mean, it was, so Saturday Night Live was very popular. Mike Myers was very popular. It had a $20 million budget. So it's not insignificant. Um, To date, it's made 183 million. So definitely not insignificant. I'm trying to think what, so I was trying to put my mind in the mind of Weldon. Why did he pick this? But I'm really not sure. So so I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, Mm -hmm. but he sort of covers all his bases, like in different stuff that he said in various publications. One time I saw where he said rock and roll movies are included. I'm like, okay, Michael, that's a little vague, (laughs) you know, but again, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit more later. That's I will say, so for each pick, I did try to pick just like one reason why I think he might've chosen it. At the time, it was only the second Saturday Night Live spinoff film, and the one previous to it was um, Blues Brothers, which had come out in 1980. So, I mean, this, you know, 12 years difference, hasn't been a movie. However, Blues Brothers did great and made like $57 million at the box office and is actually, I think, the second highest grossing SNL movie after Wayne's World. Blues Brothers is excellent. I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. Gotta add that to the letterbox list. list. Yeah. I'm a soul man. Not to be confused with Blues Brothers 2000, which although it does have John Goodman, is not excellent. Keep that in mind. Gotta keep that in mind. Speaking of excellent, though, at least that's what Donnie said when he watched it. I believe it was last night. Donnie, what's your first pick? So my first pick, and I did not have 19 choices like Emily. I said, 
I don't even have my copy. So the, the mine, I was wanted to get to volume two. I was like, let me think of some more recent stuff, you know, 80s, 90s. And I said, Emily, I'm going to send you some movies and you look up your copy because my copy's in the mail from Emily. Thank you, Emily. And you tell me if they're there. And they all were. So that's great. So my first one is 1987's RoboCop. All right. And I did watch it last night for the first time in probably over a decade. And, and it was great. You know, RoboCop's a movie I, I loved as a kid because it's a robot cop, right? I and you know, and I and I love the director, right? Paul Verhoeven. And he's he's known for, you know, the this sharp satirical, you know, take on, on the movies that he makes. And sometimes it takes a while for people to realize that. But yeah, that's what I appreciated in this time. This movie was came out in 1987. It's got a 91% critics consensus on Rotten Tomatoes. So certainly not critically panned. I did not upgrade to IMDb Pro, so I'm not <laughs> sure the budget, but I know that just the budget for the suit was between 500000 and a million dollars. Estimates vary on that. The suit was done by Rob Botton. Worth every penny. Yep, absolutely. And Rob Botton, you know, excellent. You know, anybody that's a fan of genre films will know who he is. Um, absolutely. But- the yeah. thing anybody um <laughs> but you know th- this movie i mean i, I want to know what the the squid budget was because when these people get shot it's like they're exploding with blood squibs especially when murphy bites it that's not a spoiler um even if it was <laughs> the movie has been out for 35 years so go watch it's it. been but, out there for a bit you yeah know, he gets that's blown you. up you know uh just ah, just <laughs> squibs exploding for like it feels like it goes on forever, but you know, the movie clearly has, you know, decent production. But I mean, it's a 1987 movie. I mean, it just, it doesn't, I wanted it to be there desperately, but I would not have been surprised if it wasn't. Cause in, in my opinion, it is, I wouldn't consider it psychotronic, but that's what I love about this. <laughs> the guy that came up with it puts a lot of stuff in here. So we can cover whatever we want. If he's going to consider <laughs> some of this stuff uh, psychotronic, then, you know, anything goes. Yeah, it does help us and it serves our purpose. And I've got a quote here for you. I want to see if this applies to psychotronic in y'all's minds. I may not be able to define pornography, but I know it when I see it. Can you apply yeah, that to psychotronic? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's the I first could define thing it. That you can, <laughs> but, but we're not quite as smart as you. You could do it. You've got the words. It's, it's people fucking on camera That's true. or on, on, on a photo. You know, but yeah, I guess you can't define it. Well, is it pornographic if it's a cartoon? It's tough. I think it is. An encyclopedia that's 700 pages of psychotronic films. So, because you put any cartoon you can think of and then put porn in front of it, and that is a different podcast, though. Y'all will be seeing that in your feeds here soon, but you know, we're just kind of doing some research for it, and this is what happens. But, uh, but yeah, be expecting that from us here soon. Also, you got a fun little background you got to see Emily saving our butts behind the scenes. Whether it's us asking her to look stuff up or me asking her to read an obscure book that has a tangential tie <laughs> yeah. to shivers, you know, she, she's out there doing it. Do it she all. does it all. It, she <laughs> does it all kind of like Elvis Presley. What a transition. If I want to pat myself on the back a little bit. No, King Creole, directed by Michael Curtis, starring Elvis Presley, is my first movie. And look, the, the thing is, the more I dig into Weldon's definition of psychotronic, the more I see he's covered his bases. I was mentioning that with Wayne's World, right? He's included rock and roll movies in some of his descriptions of what psychotronic is. And I wouldn't really consider this a rock and roll movie, though. It's more of a drama that 
happens to have some music in there. I mean, this is Elvis at the height of his powers in 1958, and it's directed by the guy that directed Casa fucking Blanca. <laughs> that, that's not, that's not, no that's big not deal. somebody that has a psychotronic background, you know? He directed Casablanca and his movie with Elvis, which is genuinely great, by the way, I believe. I think it's Elvis's best movie. I was just really surprised to see that in there. I mean, if you're going to watch one Elvis movie, make this, uh, it's got some great songs on it, including like Trouble and uh, King Creole itself. And just to kind of tag on here, um, I am a big Elvis fan. I wish this is where no. his acting career would have gone to. Yeah, I'm from Tupelo, Mississippi. I told somebody the other day <laughs> that with your birth certificate, you get an Elvis fan club membership. This is where I kind of wish his career would have gone. But if you're interested in this one, you can find it on Pluto TV and it's available to rent on Amazon as well. Definitely worth your time. And Never seen a single Elvis movie. I mean, that, it, yeah. it, they, look, there's some that are really worth your time. If I was going to, tell you to watch any of them it'd probably be king creole and then i love viva las vegas it, it's and margaret is like so frenetic in it and <laughs> so fun to watch I uh, know that I, song yeah fun song yeah. what's the um elvis movie that kurt russell's in as a child so that's the wait so john carpenter directed an elvis movie right and that where, that's a cool little so there's a there's an Elvis movie with like eight-year-old Kurt Russell in a walk-on part where he huh. talks to him. And then yeah, Kurt Russell know. played Elvis and John Carpenter's made for TV Elvis. And then uncredited, Kurt Russell does the voice of Elvis in Forrest Gump. That's wild. He is a big Elvis fan. Wow, yeah. I did not know that. Look at that. I wasn't ready for you to throw it in there, but I am a, yeah. a wealth of information that I rarely find a use for. That's that's pretty, uh, that's pretty incredible. And... and Elvis himself was a big comic book fan. If you've seen the new movie, they talk about that a little bit. Mainly, it was the Shazam family, but he probably liked Superman as well. Superman, the movie starring Christopher Reeve, is my second movie. It's directed by Richard Donner, of course, starring the late greats Christopher Reeve. And like I said, I had to include this because I love superheroes. I love superhero movies. Come after me, film Twitter. That's fine. Like I still like them, and some more than others. And but I still do get excited. I think we're gonna go see the new Thor movie tonight. You can like yeah. a little bit of everything. It's fine. You know, obviously we're living through a glut of superhero movies right now. There are so many. This movie start, sort of started its own influx of superhero movies and TV series in its time. And I was shocked, genuinely shocked. Maybe. This is the one where I was the most surprised to see it included. Because when you look, it cost $55 million to make in wow. 1978. It includes this beautiful John Williams score that I have on vinyl and love listening to. And it's got great performances by Christopher Reeve, Gene Hack, Marlon Brando, and sneaky psychotronic legend Margot Ketter. <laughs> love some Margot Ketter. Star but, of the second best Black Christmas. Well, oh, <laughs> we don't have time. <laughs> we, Come back to that at Christmas. We we could do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a throwdown <laughs> for a Christmas episode. Yeah, the, Superman was a really formative movie. It was a phenomenon. It, it's one that's kind of stuck with people for years and years. And it was one that had a lot of talent behind it, had a massive budget, did extremely well. I, I it's one of the I really don't understand why it's included in these well, uh, it's aliens yeah it's gotta be it 
and that you makes... had to get that page count up, man. He, need, he knew people. He needed to make a certain amount of money off that book. He's like, all right, well, I got three Superman pages. Is from another planet. That's very psychotronic. That's true. He, he is. And it crept on. And his planet blew up. And yeah, I get it. But have you guys seen? Actually, it's funny that you picked that because, like, literally just a few days ago on Twitter, there was that clip going around of Christopher Reeves and Superman where he goes from being Clark Kent to Superman and then just back to Clark Kent just by taking off his glasses and straightening up and changing his voice. Like he just does it all body language and voice. It was so cool. And you're Isn't like, oh, great? okay, yeah, I buy it that she thinks that's Clark Kent. She doesn't get that it's Superman. I've never it, bought that about Superman. That's always been one of the uh, things I'm, I'm like, so this dude puts on some, clip. a pair of eyeglasses like, okay. and you're like, oh, okay. No, uh, there's more to it. You got to watch it. Watch I've thing. never seen the Superman movie. Not that that one. I've seen Okay, the, um, Emily. I know, seen, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> seen one of them terrible Snyder ones. Oh no! Blue, I like the guy mind. though. What's it? Caviezel? Yeah, Henry Cavill. Henry he's Cavill. Good. I think he's a great yeah. Superman. He's but. never really gotten to I don't know sink his teeth into it. He would be, and he is pretty good in what he gets to do. But he doesn't. I mean, he was great in that bathroom scene in Mission Impossible. Oh, where he had to pump you his know, arms. So he his arms. Shotguns his arms. Yeah. <laughs> what a scene! Where were you when you saw it? You know. <laughs> exactly. I think we I watched remember. it five times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Donnie, I, I'm making absolutely sure I do not jump over you. And I'm going to you now for your second movie. All right. My second movie is a made for TV movie directed by John Carpenter's friend, Tommy Lee Wallace. Came out in 1990. All right. Maybe you've already guessed what it is. <laughs> they made a two part miniseries on it. And then. Back in 2017, they started a two-part film series on it, and that would be Stephen King's It. All right, now this movie, not quite so high, right? Not a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. It has 68%. Still decent, right? It's a decent movie. Um, I think it's more than a decent movie, right? But this movie, again, it's a made-for-TV movie, but at the time, made-for-TV movies didn't have budgets bigger than $6 million, right? It got a $12 million budget. And for people probably like us, right? I shouldn't say like me. I mean, it it was it right at the time. Like that was like one of the more terrifying things I, I'd seen. And, and looking at it now, I, you know, yeah, it can be some cheesy stuff, but Tim Curry is iconic. You know, Tommy Lee Wallace, great director. He, I, I mentioned he's a friend of John Carpenter's. He also does a lot of, uh, not a lot, but right. He, he directs sequels that uh, hit or miss, right? He, he directed my favorite Halloween sequel, right? And that's of course, the Curse of Mike, no, Halloween three season of The Witch. <laughs> you had me there. Uh, yeah. He directed a, a less than stellar sequel to uh, a real fun vampire movie. Uh, he did Vampires uh, de los Muertos or whatever, where instead of um, instead of uh, James Woods, it starred uh, living on a prayer himself, John Bon Jovi. Uh, right. Not as good, but it, it's it's decent. So I look at that movie and it's just, it's known, it's not, it's not like a, a cult movie, right? Everybody knew about it. You know, everybody, you know, clowns are scary. Like, what do you think of when you think of a scary clown? Maybe, maybe kids now think of, you know, Skarsgård, but for decades before that, it, it was, you know, beep, beep, Richie. It was Tim Curry, you know, the role's iconic. He, he did excellent in it. And I go on and on, man. I, I love that movie. I, I don't, <laughs> I know it's cheesy. It was made for TV in 1990. I mean, they, they did what they could, right? And I give it credit because they went all in with the motherfucking spider. All right. It's how the book well, you, ends. So you know why it was included in the encyclopedia. It is an alien. 
Is that why? We're, we're starting to get we're starting to get a theme going here. here. Fuck yeah. me. Yeah. I'm, you know, where's, and I made you send me the from? fucking entries and then I've been working all week and I did a little light research and I didn't read any of the fucking encyclopedia entries that you screenshotted me because I'm a fucking asshole. <laughs> so if you guys think this episode sucks, you can blame Drew. Well, listen, though, That's it true. just me, though, <laughs> that Men in Black said that Elvis didn't die. He just went home, right? Yep. Elvis is an alien and Michael Weldon knew it the whole time. That's true. Damn it. Oh my God. Michael Jackson. Just blew my mind like, a little bit. At yeah. Donnie does horror. Send all of your complaints there. Yeah. He's got him. He's ready to to field those. Uh, but no, you're right. Everybody had an it story. You know, I feel like everybody had that moment where they had like a sleepover and they watched it. Yeah. And that image of Tim Curry is just melted into people's minds. But yeah. both of y'all uh, noted have read every Stephen King book, and I haven't. So you've read it though, right? I've read it. I, I have okay. read it. <laughs> Emily, where does it rank for you as far as Stephen King books? I can't rank stuff. You can't rank stuff. It. You're right. It's like somewhere in the upper half. I was getting, so or heart or no heart on it? Oh, heart. Yeah, heart. Heart. Yeah, Got to give it a heart. Yeah. Got to give it a heart. Kept me up. I, I read that the summer of my 14th year over summer vacation. And I remember it vividly reading about Patrick Hoxtetter and the oh, refrigerator scene at like three in the morning and having to watch home shopping network when I put the book down because I couldn't read anymore. I was falling asleep, but I could not just sit in my silent (laughs) house after thinking about that scene. Yeah. What do you guys think? Um, so have you seen the mini series, Emily? Okay. So, (laughs) all right. Lightning round, Emily, favorite Pennywise scene in the mini series. Go. Um, I can't think of one. My favorite scene is when they're riding the bicycle. When Mike adult, oh okay, yeah. okay, yeah, that is a good one. When they put the, uh, like, the, the cards and he's like on, running it. after him and like done finger pointing at yeah. him, I think it's adorable. I can't think of a favorite Pennywise scene. I'm gonna that's a great scene. You know, you yeah. bring that up because that's an effective scene because you've got this recollection and it's it's like a light part, and then all of a sudden, boom! Guess what? Pennywise is on the playing cards. You're gonna fucking yeah. die. <laughs> what about you, Drew? Favorite? Mine's Pennywise boring, scene? but the the postcard where it's like all black and white and all that. It, it, I like that. Oh, scene. okay. Yeah. The book when, oh, wait, when the I think picture mine starts mine, moving. Mine's "Kiss Me, yeah. Fat Boy." Kiss me, fat boy. Yeah, yeah. That is a good one. Yeah, that's like that is like ultimate nostalgia. Well, maybe second to Emily's movie. Emily, what do you have for my next movie? Yeah, I have talk about superheroes, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Superheroes in a half shell. Turtles yep. in a half shell. Yeah, which came out in 1990. Um, I did not get the like 1996 numbers, but had a $13 million budget and like as of today has made $202 million kind of gross. But again, I would take you right back to Michael's description about why I don't know why he picked it. He says, every kid in America must have lined up to see this PG rated adaptation of Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird's comic books created in 1984. It was a huge hit for New Line, broke the record previously held by The Graduate and then The Amityville Horror as the most successful indie feature of all time. Also, though, he said, as a TV cartoon show, Turtle Toys, Serial, and Video Games all came first. So these things already existed. It was a known property, and it was a hit before it even came out. So the only thing I can say is, are the turtles aliens? So I like the theory that and this has nothing to do with the movie but uh the the theory that the same accident that created daredevil created the teenage mutant ninja turtles have y'all ever seen that Uh, that theory 
no. it's not a real theory but it's like no. that yeah it's like something it's a twitter thing i don't know i like it i love daredevil like the same chemical theory on a comic book movie a real theory yes <laughs> <laughs> short answer yes um, but i will say something related that i think is pretty psychotronic do you guys know hey april don't cut me no slack <laughs> no no wait a minute is this the youtube video yeah where they dub over it with the lip syncing and it's like yo come on over here yo, let me get a little of that top off is that what you're talking about not quite so just oh. everybody google hey april don't cut me no slack um a, har- a couple harvard students made it for a class project in like 2002 and I do know it took the internet of my rural town by like storm because every guy I knew must have been like, hey, you guys watch, watch this video. So I won't tell you what it is, but just just watch it. So um, I, I called you out on saying straight garbage. Thanks for asking. But I didn't click on the Harvard link that you had. Uh, oh, yeah, good. Teenage you got the link. Yeah. yeah. So I just There's saw that. About it. Yeah. So everybody go back to that. But don't judge me. I did not come up with it and then um i mean jim henson was on this film um is actually like his last project shortly before his death but the turtles are from the jim henson workshop the choreographer was the same one that did the karate kid movies um you got Corey feldman on there at peak Corey feldman time so i i like goofy i guess is the reason he picked it but it's a good movie go ninja go you know and that makes that makes sense. I get that. And I, I guess I can see why your next movie would be considered psychotronic as well, but I still would never put it in that category. What is your next one? My next movie is really just an excuse for me to plug the spinoff pod that Drew and I are going to do called Right In with Crichton. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Donnie's not invited to that one. But <laughs> the next movie the is Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Which um, we all know came out in 1993. I saw it at a drive-in in 1993 when it came out. It was, That's so cool. It might have been like the first drive-in movie I saw. It was very formative. It definitely had a dinosaur um, birthday cake for my birthday that year. Never looked back. I mean, we all know it's director Steven Spielberg. It had a $63 million budget. To date, it has made like $1.046 billion. Um, With a B. <laughs> Weldon's description spared no expense. Weldon's description says the most successful worldwide theatrical release in history is a lot like $65 million version of The Land Unknown, which is MCA 1957, which I do not know. Um, but it was a mega hit based on Michael Crichton's novel. It had cross promotions with a reported 100 companies, got big stars in it, Oscar winning effects, great score. I mean, this was like never at risk of not being a hit, right? Right. Wow. In- Gosh, I love this movie. I love it. Donnie, I know you love it too. Oh my God. Jurassic Park is like how I define time periods. Like legitimately in my head, there's BJP and AJP, you know, before Jurassic (laughs) Park and after Jurassic Park. Same thing with The Lost World, you know? Okay, that was before, you know? Like I I sell insurance and people give me their date of birth and I'm like, and I will think into my head like, oh, all right. You were born when Lost World came out. Like, all right. Right. I. I gotta be that one guy though that defends Jurassic Park three, and it's all nostalgia driven. I just I watched that movie so much as a kid, which just revealed my Actually, age. Just I guess. watched that last week. It, it's not, it's not I don't bad. Think it's fun, it, and I don't know. It doesn't think so highly of itself like the new ones do. Not, 
anyway, I won't get on that uh, <laughs> on that soapbox. But Jurassic Park Three is a nice, tight ninety-ish minutes. It's a it's basically a creature feature, and it gets you in, gets you out. But no, William H Macy does no wrong. No, no. It's, you know what it is? It's because it's a sequel to Jurassic Park. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just Jurassic Park's a good. I mean, you could say the same thing. in Lost World isn't all that wonderful either. You know? No. But, and people love pointing to that scene where the raptor, you know, turns and says Alan. Alan. Which yeah. is fu- it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. I get it. But. Hey man, it was a dream. I had a dream once that a piece of poo rolled out of my toilet, out into my yard, and turned into a monster. So I'm pretty sure uh, that's one of the movies fine. we're gonna cover. Yeah, write a movie about that. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Corman would produce that. Yeah, for but, sure. But so here's the moment that I've been waiting for that, you know, since we did the creature feature episode where I've been like, man, I I've I've got a chance to redeem myself, to really bounce back and show that I didn't mean to disrespect Donnie. Donnie, what is your next movie? (laughs) So my third movie came out in 1986 as a 97% critics score on Rotten Tomatoes Mm -hmm. and is a sequel to one of the most iconic sci-fi horror movies of all time. We are talking, of course, about James Cameron's Aliens. All right. Now I pulled out my screenshot, so I will tell you what our buddy had to say about it. It made $43,700,000 in the North American box office, which was more than the original. All right. It was bigger. He says most people agree better than the original. I don't know who most people are. I think yeah. comparing aliens to alien and saying which one is better. I, I mean, this is a, a commonly held belief is that alien is one of the best sci-fi horror movies of all time and then aliens is one of the best sci-fi action movies of all time you know and when we look at budget i mean you know after terminator when has james cameron ever made a small budget movie it's like every movie he makes is the biggest budget ever at the time right you know he did titanic in 97 and then he did avatar which everybody saw and nobody remembers i can't remember anything about avatar but when i saw it in 3d i was like oh i've never seen it I can't tell you a thing that happens in that movie. Yeah. That's honestly, if someone said like you, what's one movie you would rather just die before you ever watch it? For me, it would be Avatar. Yeah. I I could never see that movie again. Yeah. Yeah. Totally fine. I have no desire. Maybe I will before the new one comes out. I think Donnie probably will. Yeah. I mean, I watch a lot of movies, but I I think it might be one of the, you know, Aliens might be one of the best, excluding, you know, Empire Strikes Back. It might be probably in my opinion maybe one of the best sequels but then so, i think about it and i'm yeah. like well what about the two towers you know so i don't know of course or silent night deadly night too yeah there you go oh well yeah everybody's favorite sequel yes yeah. isn't it's that one of the isn't that one of the sequels they're talking about in scream 2 in the film class silent night yeah, deadly night are, 2 godfather yeah. 2 silent night deadly night 2 for sure yeah. Uh, Emily, so why is Alien psychotronic? I think you've, I think you've got the your finger I on the mean, pulse of this. It's all coming together because I think it's about the aliens. Yeah, I, there are certain. I, I think so. There. Pretty yeah. sure he says if there are aliens, they that movie falls in this bucket. Which, if he ever answers my email, we'll find out. But I think Michael, we're right. yeah. Michael, we know you're listening. Come hang out Maybe. with us, man. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, sure. You know, this was my idea. We're criticizing you just a little bit, but we just have questions. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad he did it, you know, because it lets us cover, you know, as we continue. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a lot of stuff, you know, that I know we'll have to feel bad. Like, are people going to question us? Yeah. Nobody will yeah. question us. You can make your own podcast. 
cover your own movies. And one movie that would be a little daunting to cover is The Empire Strikes Back. So I'm specifying this one because he put every Star Wars movie in the encyclopedia, which again, just kind of baffles me, but I can kind of give Star Wars a pass because it was the first one. Nobody knew Mm -hmm. what they were getting. It was a shock. It was a revelation. Then after that, it's a phenomenon. It's entered into a social stratosphere that separates it from everything else, which if you can't Mm -hmm. tell, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I've got a a lightsaber right behind me here. But Mm -hmm. again, once you get to Empire Strikes Back, you've got an increased budget, right? Star Wars has become an institution. You've got the lines at the theater, the merchandising has become an absolute phenomenon. And, And so, of course, Empire does get that much bigger budget it's got more eyeballs and at that point it stops feeling like anything remotely psychotronic and starts feeling like again an institution sure it's sci-fi it's fantasy but again kind of like with the you know it's porn when you see it i know this isn't psychotronic when i look at it it's star wars and it's kind of in a thing by itself it's in its own category and empire strikes back where the world starts to really open up and you get to that middle part of the hero's journey. And uh, my next note just says, God, I love Star Wars. And that pretty much, well, sums it up. Mm-hmm. And I love all the movies. But again, it, it doesn't feel psychotronic to me the way, you know, uh, some exploitation movie from the 70s feels uh, yeah. psychotronic. You know? So, Drew, what do you call a walk, an Imperial Walker? What do you call it? An AT-AT. Good. Yeah. Call it an ad at. You can stop fucking listening to us right now. <laughs> I I know it's it, it's one of those things where like I just kind of go whenever. Don't really stop listening, to us, please. But <laughs> if you want to call it an all-terrain armored transport, you can do that too. That's yeah. fine. But <laughs> me call it an ad at. I don't know. We, we're getting some dangerous territory. But so those are all of our movies that we selected that we were really shocked at. But we've got a couple of just honorable mentions. If you just want to name them, maybe give just a quick little bit about them. But Emily, you had a couple, didn't you? Um, yes, yeah, so I had Love Potion number nine. Oh, classic um, Tate Donovan, Sandra Bullock rom-com. And I was like, well, Sandra Bullock is the queen of rom-coms. How do any of her romantic comedies get on here? Well, she's one right. of the queens. But then thinking about it, it was 1992. It really was one of her first ones. It was pre-While You Were Sleeping which is her peak. Well, tied tied with the lake house, I think, personally. I don't know. I, I don't think there were aliens in that one, but there was magic. So, okay, I get it. All right. Okay, um, I, I my get it. My other one, I truly do not know, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Shouldn't be on there. Yeah. No. I mean, it was just a jugger, juggernaut at that point. It's such a yeah. good movie. I picked, the other ones were on there too. I just, that's, that one's my favorite. So that's the one I went with. Yeah, that just makes no sense to me that, that's yeah. another one kind of in the category of like again superman you convinced me okay alien but yeah. like how wh- what's your I thought process you had ghost nights yeah so. again michael uh, the, uh, michael yeah michael mm-hmm. come talk to us we, we gotta know <laughs> so many but, questions donnie you had a couple of honorable mentions yeah uh they're both it's one and then the sequel terminator and terminator 2 also directed by james cameron you know, yeah. Uh, fun little fact: Bill Paxton from Aliens, who dies, also dies in Terminator. There's something else too, man. Bill Paxton gets life. killed by three big people. He gets killed by an alien, a Terminator, and what else does he get killed by? 
not a tornado. That's true. He does survive. Um, take that, nature. Twister. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, Terminator did incredibly well. <clears throat> it, it was low budget, right? But it did very well. It, it solidified Arnold Schwarzenegger's career. And Terminator 2, you know, let's go back to best sequels. You know, Terminator 2 is incredible. I, I got the experience of showing Terminator to my wife and then showing her Terminator 2 with her mm-hmm. not knowing Ooh. that, you know, Arnold was the good guy in the second one. Because she never oh, seen a trailer that would spoil it. Right. So that was pretty hey, that's cool. fun. Yeah. Speaking of Twister, I, I've just got to mention this. My brother, Jake, he's not listening, but he might, used, be. He might be. I don't know. But he he could quote, uh, I shit you not, the entire script of Twister. And he would Ooh, perform it for us. Oh, classic. Cow, uh, another cow. Who didn't yeah. say that on a road trip? Right. Let's cut these Pepsi cans up. We're going to make him flip up in the air. But he could do the entire movie, and now he's uh, he's doing the news in Tupelo, Mississippi. So That's pretty cool. Yeah, I guess he, I saw Twister. a super special Patreon episode. The right. length of Twister, because it's him doing the entire thing. <laughs> yeah, just, just let a, him go. I was a kid, and my mom, I was downstairs at my neighbor's house, and my mom, like, knocked on the door, and I thought I was in trouble. Like, she came and got me, and I'm like, what's up? And she's like, we're going. I'm like, what do you mean? She, she like, saw her. I, she's never done it before since. She saw a commercial. <laughs> for Twister and saw that it was already out and just grabbed me and took me to the movie theaters and we saw her. I'm with her. That's awesome. And it was more, good. More Crichton. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my two in one of them, it's kind of like you were talking about Donnie with James Cameron. Like that's just not a psychotronic director. Stanley Kubrick's another one of those. I put 2001 a space odyssey because sure. Okay. It's <laughs> science fiction, but it's one of the most well-revered movies of all time. And again, it's Stanley Kubrick. It's like The Shining. I, I put on socials today to see who all thought The Shining was psychotronic. And I said, no, it looks like people were disagreeing with me quite a bit. But I can see it, yeah. though. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and take a look and see That's where it fell. That's just straight vibe, though. Yeah. It, it is. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's like I'm going purely based on when I see it, what do I feel? Yeah. Yeah. and like 2001 a space odyssey when i was watching that movie i was in awe of it i thought oh my God, this is fantastic but it, i never once thought yeah psychotronic <laughs> and same thing for this next one even though you can shoot this one down really quick with your your logic emily mm-hmm. rock and roll high school so this is another just recency bias i just saw this and i loved it so much and already you can shoot it down because it was executive produced by roger corman which kind of makes anything psychotronic right off the hop. But also I I wanted to mention this. We can't go too long on it, but it was (laughs) co-written by Joe Dante. And Mm -hmm. we are recording this on July 15th. And Joe Dante is in the news today because he has said that baby Yoda is a shameless ripoff of Gizmo from Gremlins. So I mean, baby Yoda lived, a long time ago in a galaxy far far away i think he was here first yeah but Dude, I, it, it was a real clickable headline yeah. i saw that headline and i'll tell you what and i'm a big fan of gizmo and i'm a big fan of joe dante and gremlins and i never made that connection until they said it i mean i guess yeah. it's a small thing with big eyes but like yeah. he's it's like a pissed cute critter. About it. i'm like dude i mean throw dobby in there too then because he's got yeah. those ears sure Let, let's go and look at every movie and be like that's just a ripoff of homer's the odyssey you know there's only like <laughs> yeah. fucking three stories you know yeah. like 
I was like, yeah, shit, man. Star Wars is a ripoff if you want to start yeah, really digging dude, in. Fucking everything yeah. is. I, I don't know. I just, I thought that was funny. I was like, man, it is a slow news day. This is like, yeah. what is the main character on Twitter today? Dude, yeah. I hate those headlines. So many of the articles, it's like, guess what such and such said? And then like, if you read it, it's like, oh, we literally took out of context one thing to make this thing clickbaity. And I'm like, exactly. Man, so we like to round it out. Last time I tried to do a bit about Jaws and I passed Donnie over. And Thank you for not full... doing that this time. Appreciate it. Yep. I, I tried. I tried. I'll be able to go to sleep tonight and rest easy knowing that uh, that I didn't jump over you. So big deal for me. But don't want to jump over this either and get a 10th movie in there. And Emily, this time you have the extra special 10th movie, correct? Yeah, I went with um. I had this on my list just because I wanted to bring it up, but I was like, well, no, that's cheating because I do see why, why it's on in the encyclopedia, but I'm putting it on there anyway. It's just before dawn because it's not going to be my, uh, my pick for my month yet, but we will Mm. at some point be talking about this. So I just want to start getting it on people's radar. Okay. I I would love in there. So yeah, I would love to do that one. Yeah. So it's got some, got some interesting stuff in there it's got a it's got a really cool cast too to yep, talk about cast. And, and that ending if you haven't seen oh. it before yeah it really. is a, a gut punch yeah we it's, may have met the director ourselves emily and i not you drew but not, not yeah, a but big he deal did, he didn't actually like donnie that much but he and i are yeah. really good so i went up to him and i and i said hey man we were at the screening last night i just wanted to tell you how much we enjoyed the movie and he looks at me and he goes I got stuff for sale. That's not I'm totally like, accurate. No, he said like, thanks. And then he kind of pointed to the stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was wow. like, I guess I'll buy it. Yeah. And then he was like, what's your name? And Emily was like, Emily. And he's like, that's my daughter's name. Yeah. We had a great, great chat. I kept having to be like, all right, like we got to go. We got to go now. I hope he doesn't listen yeah. to this though. Cause I'm going to see if he'll come talk to us. So that's hilarious. Yeah. Y'all have both read every Stephen King book. You're meeting directors. <laughs> I mean, gotta come to Frightmare, man. Jeez. I've got to, I've got to really. You know, move up in the world. You guys are pacing me, but yeah. we're gonna get out of here. If you if you want to hear more from us at Psychotronica, you can find our first full length movie episode on Shivers on the feed now. Where it, and Emily, I love how like you've developed more of an affinity for that movie over time. I, yeah, the more I don't know what it is. The more I like talk about it and kind of defend it, the more I appreciate it. Like I think that would be one I would watch again again someday and i don't rewatch like a ton of movies because i just don't have time i could die any day but i don't know now i just feel very fond of it okay well moving ahead with that morbid thought we <laughs> we go deep into the background of david cronenberg's first film and after that go ahead and watch 1983's i've been practicing crawl oh nice. that's that was better better yeah, all right better. cool cool i've been doing that in the mirror a lot it's not weird <laughs> That's what we're covering for August, and we can't wait for that. It's We talked about it earlier in this episode, and it's maybe not one of those that immediately pops to mind when you think of psychotronic films, but it is steeped in genre, and it does have those unsavory elements of not being a critical darling and also bombing a little bit at the box office. But Yeah, that thing did not make its money back. No, it did quite poorly. So thank you so much for listening and make sure to follow us on social media at Psychotronica Pod on Instagram 
at Psychotronica with two underscores on Twitter. And we even started, a. I know we got to bring it up every time that I messed up the Twitter. (laughs) We even started a letterbox that we're going to start populating. And we actually do have a couple of lists in there now at Psychotronica. You can find me at at R2D Drew in case I needed to really drive home that I like Star Wars on Instagram at (laughs) DrewWhite36 underscore on Twitter and DS White 36 on the letterbox. And Donnie, where, where can everybody find you? So uh, I am Donnie underscore MCH on Letterboxd. Please give me a follow there. I am growing to love and love Letterboxd more and more. I just love getting on there, seeing what people are watching. So I want to follow you. I want you to follow. Well, I don't really care if you follow me. I want to see what you're watching, though. Uh, Twitter's Donnie underscore MCH. I don't do much there. Um, I really suck at Twitter. Instagram, Donnie underscore does underscore horror. You know, I'm doing stuff on there. If you guys are liking this, do me personally a favor because I check it every day and it's just dead in the water on iTunes. You know, Spotify doesn't allow you to review. Listen to on Spotify if you want, but if you get an iPhone, which you should, because I hate Android, so don't text me with that green shit. Please give us a review, five stars or higher, and write your thoughts on there. Yeah. yeah, six stars is preferable. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You can give but, us one star too, but I'll I'll try to figure out who you are. That's a great point. And, and yeah, do make sure to follow us everywhere, especially on Instagram. We just did a giveaway actually of the Blu-ray for Shivers. So congratulations to Mark. Yeah, Petrie. way to go, Mark. He made a really cool post today too. He did. did. That was really cool. He, did. he put it in the shot in the bathroom and the music. I was impressed. Way to go, Mark. I was like, man, that's better cinematography than a lot of the movies that Donnie watches. That's impressive. Right. This is true. <laughs> but Emily, uh, remaining in Enigma? You can't find me. I'm out in space. So Nice. Uh, along with the aliens that we talked about today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to make a story post about how 67% of us have met God. one Tom and 67% have met the other. Because Emily and I have met Savini and Drew and I have met atkins and the legend i i ran it by him and emily didn't like the picture so i worked hard zooming in and doing everything <laughs> to make this ridiculous like microsoft paint drawn over her face face over hers and said can i share it now and she said no and then the next motherfucking day she went and put it on her story anyway it's so much better than it has any right to be too yeah it's so good <laughs> it's, it's so the best good. i've ever looked <laughs> it's really funny I, I appreciate and like the fact that you're remaining uh, this this ambiguous part of the podcast. It's fun. Yeah. But be on the lookout for our upcoming episodes. We've actually got a really exciting interview that we're looking forward to dropping here soon. Can't wait yeah. to talk about that mm-hmm. a little bit more in the next few days. And you'll be able to find our episode on Crawl coming in August. So looking <laughs> forward to that. And maybe Emily will have her September movie lined up for us by then. But I hope so. thank you for joining us and we will talk to you next time on Psychotronica.